Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast at UT Belfast. We hope you enjoy as you join with us on Sunday mornings and listen in as we seek to inspire our church and the people of our city to encounter Jesus and just love it with the biggest heart of compassion possible. Church Online and our next reading as part of our collection of talks Fresh Humanity as we journey through the book of Ephesians. This morning I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 through to Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2 and Paul writes here and he says this in the NLT. So stop telling lies, let us tell our neighbours the truth for we are all parts of the same body and don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry, for anger gives a foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember he has identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviour. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Hey well, church, welcome to church. Well, 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 good morning to you. So glad that you could make it online today, regardless of where it is that you're joining us from. If we haven't met before, uh, my name is Ryan. And if we have met before, then this place doesn't look the same without you. I wonder uh, when you first gave your life to Jesus, if you remember some of the behavioral changes that took place, some of the things that began to happen, some of the changes that began to make. You perhaps began to talk a different way. You began to maybe go and walk a different way, go to different places. Things began to look a little bit different. You, you did certain things pre-Jesus that you wouldn't do then when you started to follow Jesus and and people began to notice things there was a there was a behavioral change people began to notice and people began to kind of like take uh pay attention to how you were living and and you would maybe you would maybe hear this phrase they're um good living now maybe you've heard that before and you totally understand what it means or or perhaps actually following Jesus is something that is a bit of a foreign idea to you and what you understand it to be is that phrase, good living. Um, what would happen usually as we make some behavioural changes as time goes on is we perhaps would begin to trip up. We would maybe accidentally engage with things that we wouldn't have after following Jesus. But there was some, let's put it this way, there was some teething problems. There were some things that you were trying to work your way through and you may, you, you may be in that season or you may have been in that season or you might have been in that period of time for some time now, but you might find yourself getting discouraged at it. You might find yourself getting frustrated at it. You might find yourself feeling like you're the only person in the world who struggles with these things. I want to let you know today as we continue this collection of talks entitled Fresh Humanity that, that you're not. See, 
there are teething problems to your transformation. When, when a baby is beginning to develop teeth, they ache, they're in pain, they experience frustration, they experience tension, they, there's tears, there's tantrums, there's everything involved. As a result of it, there's lots of implications that happen in their lives. They don't sleep in the same way, they don't eat in the same way. There's a ripple effect that goes through that baby's life. But if you're a baby and you're listening today, I want to ask you, is it worth it? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if you're an adult with your teeth today, is it worth it? Yeah. They're just teething problems. See, anything that's going to grow, anything that's going to develop, anything that's going to get better, anything that's going to get stronger is going to have some teething problems along the way. And I want to propose to you today that some of the teething problems that you're experiencing are simply that, teething problems. Can you imagine as a baby? I'm actually not enjoying the pain of these teeth coming through, so I'm just going to do life without teeth, thanks very much. I don't, I don't think a baby rationalizes that thought. It's just something that they have to go through or something that they have to grow through. The title of this short message today as we engage with one another online is this, the teething problems to transformation. The teething problems to transformation or a better way to maybe understand it is the teething problems of transformation. See, your transformation has some teething problems. We get saved, we have some new behaviors, then we struggle with developing those behaviors and those attitudes and those ways of living and other people say, oh, I thought you were a Christian and we experience incredible discouragement in that season, but that is not cause to give up because when something new is developing, there are pain and there are tears, but eventually it will be worth it. See what Jesus did on the cross in paying for your sins. As you accepted Jesus, as you put your trust in Jesus, as you became one of his own, you received a seal, earlier seen in Ephesians, a seal guaranteeing your salvation. And he is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works inside of us in order to transform us, to regenerate our lives. This, this phrase is entitled regeneration. The Spirit of God is working in you in order to regenerate you, in order that you become your new self. But the problem is sometimes is that we realize more often than not is that the old still has a hold. Earlier in Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 20, we read, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and you were taught in him accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new, not to make yourself new, but to be made new, which, uh, to be made new in the attitude of your mind and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17, we see, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone, but the new is here. I wanna encourage you today in the same way that Paul encouraged the church in Ephesus to put on your new self to throw off, to put off your former way of life. But we have some teething problems 
in our process of transformation. The first heathen problem Paul shows us in Ephesians 4 is the battle of behavior. The battle of behavior. In Ephesians 4, 25 to 29, we read, Therefore each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Don't let the sun go down whilst you're still angry and do not give the devil a foothold. Anyone who's been stealing mustn't steal any longer, but must work, do something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. When we put our hope in Jesus, when we receive him, as our own. That does not make our lives any easier. There are still challenges. There are still struggles. There are still tension points. But there are also supernatural solutions that are found in Him. Galatians 5.17 in the NLT says, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly, constantly, even in this moment, constantly, even in this moment where you're deciding, I can't really be annoyed this morning engaging with this or today watching, constantly fighting each other so that you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Paul is showing us here in Ephesians 4 that we are to put off our old self and all of the behaviors that come with that. He gives us a list, put off falsehood and instead tell the truth in love. Hey, you're going to get angry, but put a time frame on your anger. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Anger is an emotion, not an attitude. I actually sensed as I prepared this message this week that some of us are just angry. We just, if we had to pay rent for our emotion, we would owe anger a lot of money. We're just angry. We're angry at this. We're angry at that. We're angry we can't get a parking space. We're angry at queues. We're angry at masks. We're angry at that person for walking across the road. We're angry at ourselves for the decision. We're just angry. I want to encourage you today to put a time frame on your anger, to actually say, you know what? I am done. This is an emotion. I accept that emotion, but this isn't gonna be the attitude of my life. Paul's saying to put off falsehood and instead speak the truth in love. You know, if you can't tell that person truth in love, I don't mean like just speak your mind in a wrathful way, but tell them truth birthed in scripture. Perhaps you don't love them as much as you think you do. Or perhaps if that person who you would deem as a close friend isn't willing to tell you the truth, birthed in God's word, birthed in scripture, birthed in love, perhaps they're not a great, as great a friend as you thought they were. We're to put off falsehood instead to speak the truth in love. We're to put a time frame to our tantrum. We're to recognize that anger happens. Anger is a reasonable thing, reasonable emotion for you and I to have, but we're to put a time frame on it. He goes on, talks about stealing, robbing others. Instead, do something useful with yourself. You have the ability. 
You know, perhaps stealing doesn't sound that applicable all the time, but I want to encourage you, if you look closely enough, you can find things in your life. You can find what you did on that break in work perhaps was a bit longer than it was supposed to be. and You were just maybe cutting a few corners. But actually the reality of it is, is that we can be stealing without even knowing it. Little subtleties. Paul's encouraging us here to actually not steal, instead to do something useful with your time. Proverbs 10 verse 2 says, Treasures gained by wickedness do not profit, but the righteousness, but righteousness delivers from death. Ill-gotten gain fades very quickly, but righteousness delivers from death. The final battle in our behavior that Paul shows us here is destructive talking. Actually, unwholesome talk coming out of our mouths, gossip, lying, speaking negatively. I want to encourage us today. What a challenge. Put it, let's try and put a filter of edification on our tongue. Actually recognizing, you know what, this is, this is a battle that we're going to go through. This is a struggle. We're going to be tempted to say this and to say that. But instead, Paul gives us a, an encouragement, a direction to go in with our speech. He said, just anything that's helpful for building others up. Allow that to come out of our mouths. We have a battle in our behavior. Gen- a, a generous person in Proverbs eleven twenty five will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. A generous person is going to prosper. I encourage you today, let's be generous people. Oh, we're talking about giving, man, we're in a pandemic. No, give with your words. Let that be your practice today. Give with your words. Perhaps a different type of generosity. Be kind with your words. Be generous with your words. Build others up with your words. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. As you are being transformed, these, con- these forces are constantly fighting. There is a battle in our behavior. And this is one of the teething problems of our transformation. But I want to, as one person said, I want to remind you today that we're not called to simply behavior modification, but life transformation. We're not simply, Jesus didn't just save you so that you would stop X, Y, and Z, but actually so that your life might be transformed. And part of your life being transformed is X, Y, and Z no longer happening in your life. The second teething problem of transformation is the dilemma of disappointment. The dilemma of disappointment, Ephesians 4 verse 30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Who do you grieve and who do you please? Every day we're faced with the dilemma of disappointment. Do I please that person or do I please that person? Do I grieve that person or do I please that person? Do I please people or do I please God? Do I please my son or my daughter or do I please my coworker or my boss or whoever's asking me to do extra hours, etc., etc.? You know, when you received salvation, you were marked in God with a seal. You received the Holy Spirit guaranteeing your salvation and the Holy Spirit is working actively in you, transforming you. Do not grieve him. One of the teething problems we often have is trying to please everybody. What will they think? What if I look stupid? What are they going to say? Well, well, that would be embarrassing. I can't do that. That's really 
really, am I really going to say that I can't because I've got church or I can't because I pray or I'm not into that type of thing because I love God and that's the way I know I'd rather not look at that in the office. Thanks very much. That's not who I am. Trying to live a pure life. We have the dilemma of disappointment. When we grieve the spirit of God, we choose to lose the battle in our behavior. We choose to be false. We choose to lie. We choose to dishonor. When we rage, when we devour others, when we live out of an unfruitful place, the reality of it is, is that we grieve the Holy Spirit of God. When our lives are marked by bitterness and rage and anger and brawling and slander and malice, we grieve the Spirit of God. But might we be people who live in a fruitful place with Jesus? Jesus said in John 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Might we live in that place where we know that apart from him, we're not going to produce any fruit. We can do nothing. So instead, we live abiding in Jesus, focusing on Jesus, living in a fruitful place with Jesus, not grieving the Holy Spirit, but instead pleasing the Holy Spirit. See, when we abide in Jesus, we choose to please the Spirit of God. We walk in step with the Spirit of God. We are led by the Spirit of God. When we choose not to abide in Jesus, we choose to grieve the Spirit of God. See, a teething problem to your transformation is the decision between who you're disappointing and who you are honoring. Might we be people who are honoring Jesus, who are elevating Jesus, who are worshiping Jesus with our very lives, who are walking in step with the Spirit of God, who are keeping in step with the Spirit of God, who are being led by the voice of God into the purposes of God for our lives. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. The predicament of disappointment is just a teething problem to your transformation. You are being made new in Christ as a son and as a daughter. The final teething problem that Paul alludes to here and shows us in Ephesians, beginning in the chapter 5, is who we imitate reveals what we are becoming. Who we imitate reveals what we're becoming. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children. Not as beggars, not as scavengers, not as any of that, but actually as dearly loved children. And walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Follow God's example as dearly loved children, you should be really careful when you're around kids. You should be really careful because one slip of the tongue, if it's come out of your mouth, they're going to say it too. If you've done it, they're going to say it too. If you, honestly, they will show you up time and time and time and time again. Why? Because they are imitating you. Therefore, They are becoming like you. 
Now, there comes a point, perhaps, as children develop, where they, they stop imitating you in the same way that they once did. But definitely in their early years, children will show you who you really are. You should be really careful. In the same way, we're to live, regardless of our age, regardless of our stage of life, we're to live as dearly loved children. Imagine yourself as a child in this moment, imitating the example of God. How you talk would be different. How you walk would be different. How you respond would be different. How you behave would be different. Why? Because you're not imitating this person or that person. Instead, you're imitating your father. Why? Because your father is the most epic person ever. So of course you're going to imitate him. Follow God's example as dearly loved children. In Leviticus 19 verse 2, this allude, Paul kind of pushes back to Old Testament language. The verse says, give the following instructions to the entire community of Israel. You must be holy because I, the Lord your God, am holy. If I could encourage us as a fresh humanity today is that you must be holy. That feels impossible. That feels like a challenge. That feels like but the goal of our lives isn't influence, isn't being affluent, isn't any of the above, isn't popularity, isn't more things, more stuff, more. But the goal of our lives is to become holy, as he is holy, that we would have a focus in our lives on holiness, which in Leviticus 19 verse 2 can feel virtually impossible. But then in a New Testament context, we we realize that actually we've been given some help to become holy. See 2 Peter 1, 3 and 4 says, by his divine power, whose power? His power. God has given us everything. Now, if you were here in person, I'd be saying to you, say everything. So I'm gonna say to you right where you are, say everything. He has given you everything. Everything you need to live a godly life. Everything. Why are you still making excuses when God has given you everything you need? Instead of making excuses, you can get on with being transformed. God has given you everything you need for a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him. We've received it like a gift under the tree. You didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to earn it. You didn't have to strive for it. You didn't have to do any of those things. You have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. You have the ability to escape corruption that comes from your desires because of his divine nature, because of his divine power. You don't have to be marked by this world. You don't have to, be, you don't have to stumble time and time and time and time again. Instead, you can walk in a, in a godly manner because of the divine power that God has given you. Who are you following? Who are you imitating? Who you imitate reveals what you 
become. What you're becoming shows everybody who you're imitating. Who are you copying? Because the reality of, it, of this is you often get what you go for. These guys are gonna help us respond to God in some worship. But as we look at God's word, time and time again, we can see examples that we can imitate. Paul said himself, he had so much confidence in how he was living that he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. In Hebrews 6, 12, the writer encourages us, you'll not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you'll follow the example of those who are gonna inherit God's promises because of their faith and endurance. It's time for you to walk imitating God's example, reflecting his character. This is a teething problem. We want to imitate other things. We like what that looks like. We like what this looks like. But the reality of it is today is that you have an opportunity. You have a huge opportunity to actually look more like Jesus, to reflect the image of Jesus, to become more like Jesus. You have the opportunity to be totally transformed won't just happen in this moment. There'll be teething problems along the way, but those teething problems aren't cause for giving up. Perhaps you're discouraged, but you don't have to give up. You don't have to stop. Keep pushing. Live by endurance. But that'll be based upon who you're looking at. I believe today that the solution is found in the presence of Jesus. Long after this service is closed out, the presence of Jesus is what will transform your life. There's this story that I read, true story of a young boy who experiences the Spirit of God for himself in his bedroom. He came from a background that wasn't very open to the Spirit of God. And so as he began to experience Holy Spirit, as he began to understand Holy Spirit as he knew Holy Spirit as a person, as a friend. He would enjoy the presence of the Spirit in his bedroom. One, one day, his mom called him by his name, said, dinner's ready. And as he got up crying, enjoying God's presence, being transformed, he felt the Spirit of God call him by his name and say this little phrase, one more minute just one more minute I want to encourage you today in these couple of weeks that we're not in a building together it's not to slow you down or stop you but the Spirit of God would say to you one more minute just another minute in my presence Stay a little longer. I pray that that would be your reality. He, he wouldn't just rush on about life, but you would be found. You would be transformed. In the presence of Jesus. Jesus, we honor you. I pray, Lord, that the fruit of this message wouldn't be in a productive service, but the fruit of this message would be that we would want to be in your presence for longer, that we would want to be with you, 
that we would want to enjoy you, that we want to experience you, we want to know you as we spend time in your presence, Jesus. Transform us. Help us with the teeth and problems. Help us follow your example as children, sons and daughters. Hi everyone, thanks for listening in on our Sunday podcasts. Check us out on our Facebook, Instagram at UT Belfast.